You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey everyone and welcome to another thought-provoking episode of Ask Drone You. In this week's new show, we have quite a lot as one pilot breaks, well, every common sense safety rule you could ever think of. In addition, it looks like the American government has its eyes out for the Chinese-made drones. What's going on as public safety gets these drones in their hands for free? This and so much more in this week's new show. Joining me as always, you know him, the man, the myth, the legend. I'm talking about drone... XL, a.k.a. The Flying Dutchman. Welcome, my friend. Hey, Paul. Thank you so much for that intro. How are you today? Good. I, I try to have fun with the intros. I'll, I'll do better next time, but uh, I like to have a little this fun. One, this one was good. Don't change it. <laughs> <laughs> well, hi, I'm excited because we have a lot of news this week. And in fact, this first piece of drone news actually has caused quite a controversy. And I'm interested to hear more about this from you, Haya, but I know a little bit of a backstory as the video of this egregious drone pilot has resurfaced on YouTube. Rumors have it the federal government and federal law enforcement is actually pursuing this individual at this given time. Now, while we cannot confirm or deny whether they're pursuing the guy, I think it's up to you to see just how dangerous this drone video may be. Haya? Yeah, this happened on Tuesday, two days ago, uh, May 12th. The uh, Blue Angels have been making their way through the US. We've seen them uh, fly over a number of cities. Earlier they were in Dallas. Now they were flying over Detroit as part of the Detroit America Strong flyover. And you probably have seen pictures and videos on YouTube and on uh, social media. But one video in particular stood out and it was a video shot by a drone. And the drone is so high up in the sky that uh, when you're watching it, you see those jets flying right towards the drone and they zoom or they, they fly right by it. And it's, it's crazy to see how close this drone happened to be to those uh, fighter jets. Of course, since that video was first launched on YouTube and then it spread really, really quickly on social media, the um, originator, the person who actually uploaded it, has deleted the video, removed all his social media accounts. Luckily, uh, Vic Moss uh, was able to download it before it got deleted. Vic re-uploaded it to YouTube for everybody to see. And it's crazy because I think everybody who flies a drone knows at least the basic rules, right? You stay below 400 feet, which in this case, it, it seems like it's over 400 feet. Everybody knows that you fly a drone in a safe and responsible manner, not in a reckless manner. Everybody knows that when you fly a drone, you stay away and you give way to manned aviation. And in this video, you see this guy breaking all the rules. He gets crazy close to these jets. I mean, if, if they would have hit him, uh, God knows what would have happened. The name of the person, as far as we know, is Mr. Lucia. That's all we, uh, we have uh, to go with right now. And as you said earlier, government officials are, are looking for this guy, and I doubt it will take very long for them to find him. Uh, in the video, you see the drone as the, as the jets fly by, the drone kind of pans around and then follows the jets. You see props coming into view. 
we're trying to figure out what kind of drone it might have been. Uh, it doesn't seem, well, I'm pretty sure it's not a Phantom. Some people said it might have been a Mavic, but I, I don't really recall ever seeing a view from a Mavic drone where the props come into view this much. So we're still trying to figure out what kind of drone it might have been. Maybe an Inspire, we're not quite sure at this point. But yeah, it's the craziest video from a drone that I've seen. I mean, we've seen the other ones where helicopters got really close to drones, but I've never seen something like this where you have, I think it's six Hornets uh, FA, what, 16s? Yeah, flying this fast, this close to a drone. It's it's crazy. So go yeah. watch it if you haven't seen it yet. Hi, I've had a chance to see some of it. I didn't watch the whole video because I try to focus more on the positive than the negative in my own personal life. But that being said... After, you know, reviewing just what I have seen, you make a great point about, you know, careless and reckless flight, because while other people have had incidents with helicopters, it's very easy to understand when it comes to drones and helicopters, how an incident can happen, well, haphazardly, but also as an accident, because helicopters are always low flying beaches, you, you, you know, you don't hear them until the last minute. So, you know, you can have legitimate accidents. But when it comes to the Blue Angels running a pre-planned flight and, uh, you know, they're doing this and you go out of your way to get within a few hundred feet of them. And I know that they're at low altitudes, but it always looks to me like they're at an altitude that's a little higher than what a drone can fly in. And so, yes, it does bring up a lot of questions. Now, I'm speculating about federal law enforcement going after this guy because when Vic reposted that video, he's had five investigators call him today already. Wow. Because <laughs> they wow. thought it was his video. They thought it was his video. Thought it was his video. And they they didn't read the description underneath the video then, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Don't get me started, Hi. Vic's 15 minutes of fame. Vic, well done. (laughs) Yeah, great job, Vic. You stole it and you used it for good. I don't know if this is what he wants to be known for, but... (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, actually, I think uh, Vic and the pilot had a little uh, communication uh, back and forth, and that's when we saw the all the videos come down off of Facebook and whatnot. But just in the screenshots that I have seen, Haya, actually, uh, luckily, the drone industry is a small one, and we've got some really good friends. There were 29 comments, 37 shares, and 58 likes within eight hours. And here are all the comments. You could have killed somebody. Wow, how reckless and idiotic. Not only did you put my friends' lives in dangers, but you will put drone users will suffer due to your stupidity. Another comment says, absolutely disgusting, reckless, and irresponsible. How dare you risk so many lives just to get a picture? There is no excuse. One other commenter said, dangerous, way too close. And then Vic said, you idiot. (laughs) But looking at just this one screenshot, just this one screenshot, there's no way he's at 400 or below. No way. Last summer, they flew uh, around New York City and they made their way up the Hudson. And they actually flew right past where we live and they fly way, way higher than 400 feet. And they were flying over the Hudson, which is basically sea level. So they they weren't flying extra high because of mountains they were flying i think at what would be their normal uh, operating altitudes um no i mean if, if that drone would have hit that jets uh, imagine it's not just the jet but that thing will go down in an urban environment in a city environment so it would have been a disaster it would have been a total disaster and i saw on social media somebody pointed out that the blue angels apparently i don't know if this is true but apparently they announced their flight plans ahead of time so 
I mean, that, that's good on one hand, I guess. But on the other hand, if you have a uh, not so smart drone pilot like this guy, he knew exactly where to go and where to position his drone to get this shot. So I don't think this was an uh, accidental setup. He, he knew where he was uh, going to position his drone to get this awesome. Yes. I, and I think that it was very clear that his intentions and his motivation were to do exactly, uh, you know, what he wanted to get and to achieve. Frankly, it's really scary here, Haya, because with this whole thing going on, you know, I hope that the FAA makes an example out of this guy because he made the one fundamental mistake that most YouTubers know to avoid, which is showing that they are on the sticks or admitting it's their drone, right? Because everyone knows unless you have video or photo proof, of who yeah. was flying, the FAA typically will not go after people just for posting YouTube videos. But you know, Haya, I have a question, right? Because I've heard from multiple sources that federal law enforcement is going after this individual. I've heard multiple agencies are doing it. And I really, I, and it started to beg a question because if you fly in a TFR, the reason that the FBI responds is because you just broke national defense airspace rules. That is a federal crime. When you break an FAA regulation, it is just a civil penalty. So yeah. I am wondering, and I, and I have two people that I want to call, I wanted to try to call before this show to say, well, wait a minute, if these federal law enforcement agencies are going after him and not just the FAA, did he break a federal rule that we're not aware of? Was there a SAFRA in place? Because a lot of people are saying there was no TFR in place while they were flying. But it seems to me that they would obviously file a notum. I mean, when the Blue Angels did this in Denver, it was all over the news. Like, expect at 4 p.m. here yeah. and here and here and here, you know. Yeah. I mean, you have to be a complete and total dumbass to not understand that if, you know, 10 uh, super hornets are flying at 800 miles an hour, at about a thousand feet, even the wake turbulence could take your drone out of the sky. And I don't think anyone is really worried about the drone hitting one of the F-18s, right? I think we all know those are made for war. They can handle, you know, a 50 millimeter gun to the wing. I think that it would be okay. The issue would be with all these jets flying, you know, in formation, if one just makes a slight move and now you have a catastrophic failure, I mean, you're yeah. operating at a margin of error that is so slim. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if the Blue Angels saw the drone because the way that the drone is positioned, according to the horizon line of the planes, it makes me wonder if they could see him. They probably could not see him simply because of how fast that they were moving. And it also depends on how big the cross section of the drone is, right? And Inspire, yeah, you're going to see that thing, right? But an old Mavic Pro or an old Evo, I'm starting to think maybe this was an Evo because those black props. But anyway, long story short is either way, this is careless, reckless, and egregious. But I want to know what legal stipulation is federal law enforcement using to go after this person because it's an opportunity for us all to learn here, right? Was there a SAFRA in place? Okay, if there's no TFR, they sure I'm sure they had a notum, but how are they how are they sticking it to him? You know what I mean? We should be able to find out though if there was a TFR in place. I mean, that shouldn't be too hard to uh, to research. I mean, it would surprise me if there wasn't one in place because these guys, obviously, the Blue Angels are professionals. They're doing these shows all over the country throughout the year. So they have a checklist. They have a playbook that they run every time they put a show together like this. So 
there must have been something. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, people you, telling me there was no TFRs. I'm like you. I'm having a really hard time believing that. And, I, yeah. and it probably could be true, but it definitely seems um, very weird if there was no TFR. And it's simple to research tfr.fa.gov if there was one or not. And that would make sense, Haya, because if there was a TFR and he flew in the TFR, then it is a national defense airspace breach, which is a federal crime. And then it elevates and that makes sense why the FBI will be involved and not just the FBA or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure whatever the real story is here, uh, we're going to find out shortly and we'll be sure to discuss this in uh, whatever upcoming news show we have, whether it's next week or two weeks from now or three weeks from now. But this story is not finished uh, with just this video on YouTube. That's uh, that's a given. <laughs> I feel like the state of the drone industry is comparative to the meme where, you know, all the Gen Zers in January were like, 2020, I'm going to live my best life. And it's like, you know, showing them outside on a drone on their yacht or whatever. And then the and then it's like real life 2020, wiping my butt with coffee filters, you know, <laughs> living my best life. <laughs> so, a little different than what they expected, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, which brings us into our next piece of drone news. As public safety may not have expected the backlash that they are getting right now as DJI tried sending them a little present to help in the wake of the coronavirus, yet many people are scratching their heads. Why is the Chinese government giving our police drones? Yep. Uh, this started, what, about a month ago when DJI launched their U.S. disaster relief program. They handed out a hundred, uh, I think they were all DJI Mavic 2 Enterprise drones with loudspeakers and all that good stuff. They handed them out to uh, local safety agencies. And I think they've been handed out to, what, 21 states and about 40 different organizations, which all seem to be great. I mean, we know how drones have been used to help fight the coronavirus. So we all know that policemen and firemen have been using these drones. And I, I don't think they use them as much with the loudspeakers. I mean, that's a little uh, outlandish anyway. I think the bigger purpose for these drones is just to provide a set of eyes in the sky, uh, making sure that uh, you can actually scan and monitor a larger area. If you do see people uh, gathering in places where they shouldn't be, you then are able to send out a police officer and say, hey, guys uh, keep your social distance and all that good stuff so initially it seemed like a great idea dji hands out 100 of these drones to various local um, agencies and all is fine well not anymore uh, because yesterday a letter was sent by republican lawmakers from the uh, house judiciary committee that now demand answers as to why these drones are handed out how these drones are planned to be used and they want basically all the detailed information then this of course is still driven by the fact that uh, many people seem to think that dji drones are still used to spy on the u.s and on the u.s citizens now we know that there are precautions in place and as a drone pilot if you make sure that your drone is not connected to the internet Internet, it'd be real hard to use that drone as a spying tool. But at the same time, all the concerns that government officials have around DJI and around these drones and the fact that they're made in China and that they might have connections to the Chinese mainland, yeah, keeps bringing up these uh, these concerns and now these questions as well. The letter was sent and they're asking for all the information to be brought back to them or to be provided uh, before 5 p.m. May 27. So there's not a lot of time to collect all that information and it kind of underscores, I guess, the uh, the importance to them. Uh, it's, it's, you know, you bring up all the right points, Haya. Security is an issue when 
internet connected drones are connected to the internet, but obviously without the internet, there's a, there's, you know, not really a problem. It's concerning, you know, without having a, a, a large scale, an American manufacturer who can support the industry right now. It seems like that this rhetoric may cause more harm than good. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, there are questions. Uh, we can go over them if you want, but they're, they're pretty specific and they really want to know exactly how many have been handed out to whom, uh, how they're going to be used, what policies and procedures uh, are in place. And here, uh, the third question is, please explain whether any concerns about DJI drones have risen during the department-wide UAS working group activity since January 1st. 2017. So this stuff goes back and it's, I think it's what, been the last three years basically that this keeps coming uh, coming back up and uh, yeah, we'll see where this goes. Wow, Haya. Um, it is interesting time as we um, see the ramifications of anti-country rhetoric um, and it's interesting seeing how pervasive it is as well. That being said, Haya, I, uh, I find it really interesting, really, really, really interesting with everything that's going on, frankly. And this brings us to our next piece of news, which I think really highlights what we're trying to say. But recently, Brendan Shulman did an interview that probably no one in the drone industry heard because it wasn't on a drone podcast. It wasn't in drone news. It, it wasn't anywhere. Yet it could be a great piece of media to communicate why Congress and the Senate questioning all these public safety agencies on their you know, DJI drones because and their questions showcase that they don't even know what they're asking. And, you know, it just goes to show that we have a really big problem with a bifurcation of understanding of technology. And it is troubling. And this it, it, it's really troubling because if you listen to this interview from Brendan, he really hits a lot of points that showcase that if you're trying to work in America as a company that's based out of China, you face difficulties and increasing severity of those difficulties because of this rhetoric. What's actually going on? What did he say in this podcast? What do you have? Yeah, there was first there was a podcast. Later, there was also a, a video. So and the video apparently is uh, I've watched part of that. It seems to be a little bit more formal and more clear perhaps so you can either watch it or you can listen to it on the podcast it's pretty much the same story but uh, the podcast was almost about an hour and it was done by the Seneca podcast uh, in partnership with SubChina and this is an organization I believe they're based in New York City and they focus on anything related and anything to do with China in relationship to America and since DJI has been in the news so frequently recently uh, they interviewed Brendan Schumann who I'm sure you all know in an hour they basically talked through Everything starting from, okay, this is Frank Wang. He started DJI in China. He started with remote controlled helicopters and eventually got into drones and made them more user-friendly. And so you basically go through the entire history. And then, of course, you you then go through all the other more recent issues that we've seen with DJI. One of the biggest ones, of course, is the data security problem. There's a lot of interesting sections. I mean, if you're into drones and you're a drone enthusiast, I would highly encourage you to uh, to watch or listen to the entire episode. One interesting thing to maybe dig into a little bit more is that whole data security thing. For the last 15 months, DJI has been working in close partnership with the Department of the Interior, and they developed together the government edition of drones, a edition of drones that would be totally separate from the internet and there would be no possible way for any data to leak. This program was then tested by NASA, was tested by university and validated. 
And basically, it seemed that DJI was able to work with the departments to create a version of their drones that would have no ability to broadcast or to uh, relay any information back to China whatsoever. Then earlier this year, as we know, the Department of the Interior shut down their program for drones unless they're very urgent emergency drone flights. They're not allowed to use any of these drones. And this is, of course, surprising because they, they had a solution that they worked with DJI to create. They had it ready to go and then all of a sudden it gets dropped. So Brandon wonders out loud, like how this could not be politically motivated because there doesn't really seem to be any other reason why uh, the department would shut this down. The drone flights that they use these drones for typically are to look for wildfires, to uh, monitor large forest areas, to count fish. Like it's all related to just managing the federal lands. And you can wonder how sensitive those drone flights are. Now, this is just one example of that entire podcast. I mean, they, they've been talking or they were talking for about an hour. There's so many different things that they go into. But again, if you're into drones, if you're a drone enthusiast, if you're a commercial drone pilot, I would highly encourage you to either listen to it or watch it because it's well worth your time. Yeah, I, I want to watch it myself, Haya, if you want to know the truth, because I think it's something that everyone should listen to. And we have to lead by example, right? Um, and anyway, speaking of leading by example, it seems like a lot of people have heart in this world, Haya. And even though, as some people don't understand personal responsibility, it doesn't matter because we're all human. And I love seeing companies that promote the human side of life. As we have seen in Rotterdam this week. Haya, what do you have? Yeah, the Netherlands, they were liberated uh, at the end of the Second World War on May 5th, 1945. And that's always a big celebration in Holland. On the 4th, we remember all the people that, that got killed and that died during the war. On the 5th, we celebrate the liberation of the country. Uh, this year, they had a secret drone show. It wasn't officially announced. They wanted to keep it secret because they didn't want people to come out and leave their homes and basically gather at this location where the show would take place. So it was unannounced. And it was an awesome show uh, done by a uh, artist duo called Drift. We've seen them before in Miami. They had a show, I think, a year or two years ago. They were at Burning Man where they had somebody play a piano and all these drones came out, which was beautiful to watch. They had a similar setup now in Rotterdam where you had piano music and then you had these drones and they fly in all these uh, beautiful formations. And in the end, they shape a big red heart and there's like a heartbeat to it. You see it like pounding. I thought it was really well done. I think drone shows are definitely the way to go. It seems more creative and there's more things you can do with that than you do with fireworks typically. So it's definitely something that's trending. We've seen quite a few of them here in the US and also around the world. This one is definitely worth watching. I mean, if you go to this article, there's two videos in there that basically give you the show from, from different perspectives. And yeah, I thought it was really cool and really well done. Yeah, I want to check it out, frankly. I know there's a lot of cool kind of drone shows going on and I hear... There's quite a story about the evolution of these drone shows, Haya. But uh, I'm sure that you'll have more on that at another time. But it is exciting, nonetheless, just to see celebrations still going on throughout the world. And I will say, your country does it best when it comes to live music. I watched Martin Garrix cruise through Holland, uh, like yeah. DJing, and you know what? We partied at our house for a few hours to that. So, I mean, it's really cool. Uh, and so it's so cool, I literally forgot the last story that we were supposed to talk about. Oh, it looks like um, sports may be coming back sooner than we thought as drones are being used 
to help disinfect stadiums. Haya, let's end on one piece of good news. I think a lot of people are going to be really happy to hear. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to see whether this actually comes through, right? Whether it's actually going to happen. But uh, we've known already that in China, they've used drones from DJI to disinfect public spaces. They did that, I think, in over a thousand counties, which is huge. And uh, Brandon claims that, uh, Brandon Schumann again, he said that uh, with these drones, you can disinfect public areas up to 50 times faster than you could do in traditional uh, manual methods. So it's definitely worth looking into. Now, here in Syracuse, New York, we have a company by the name of Eagle Hawk and Patrick Walsh, who's the CEO of the company. He's been preparing drones, agricultural drones with spray systems that you would be able to use to disinfect sports stadiums. And it actually makes quite a bit of sense, right? I mean, within a sports stadium, you're flying inside an enclosed area anyway, so it should be a safe drone flight. The way that they hooked it up was actually quite smart. They had one agricultural drone spraying, but then they had a hose running from that drone being upheld by a second drone and then brought it back down to the ground where I guess they had some reservoir container with more disinfectant material. So it seems that they will be able to actually keep flying for much longer and uh, probably um, disinfect larger areas even faster than you could do if you had to bring back down that drone and then basically uh, fill it up again with disinfectants and probably swap out some batteries at the same time. So it seems like a great idea. I hope they're going to be able to pursue it and actually make this happen. I think if you use drones in this way, if you can disinfect public space up to 50 times faster, then I think you're onto something because if we have to do it manually, it's going to take forever. And I think I mean, I'm not a, a virus expert by any means, but I can imagine that if you had a sports event, you would probably want to, of course, disinfect the stadium before the event starts. But then once it's over, you probably want to do it again and probably do it again before the next sporting event. So it's something you want to be able to do repetitively. And I think especially in those circumstances, a drone system that allows you to do it that much faster will become very, very useful. So we'll keep an eye out on this story, see what happens next. I think these are great initiatives and I hope the FEA and the government here are going to work with companies like these to make sure that these initiatives actually are being brought out to the field and put to use and, and they don't stay in like this world of theory, like, oh, we could do all these amazing things, but unfortunately, they'll never happen. So I hope uh, I hope this time is going to be different. I sure hope so as well. And so. shout out to Mr. Patrick Walsh, uh, the CEO of Eagle Hawk, trying to get all that going. Great job. Great job. Love hearing about it. Haya, this is good news, man. You know, in a wake of a lot of bad news, there is a lot of good news. You know, frankly, I am just so happy. So, 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 so happy that this is being done. I think the drone industry has a responsibility to help educate the community as a whole as far as like, hey, as drone pilots, we are not cool with enforcing social distancing with drones. But look, drones can be used to disinfect. They can be used to deliver goods and help businesses get back, you know, and going. We can build virtual storefronts with drones. Like there are so many good things to do with drones. So drone pilots out there, I, I ask you, Please, please, please get out there and educate your your friends, your colleagues, your neighbors. Uh, I was actually just on radio uh, earlier this week on uh, national news radio talking about coronavirus and drones. And uh, all the radio hosts were like, so, Paul, what do you think about this enforcing social distancing with drones? And I was like, oh, no, 
I was like, how is this not mass surveillance? I, I said, as a drone pilot, and I'm going to speak for all drone pilots right now, none of us want this. This is not good for our industry. The perception is horrible. And in fact, I just read the follow-up on Forbes about that uh, Connecticut police force that you know brought that whole yeah. thing to fruition. Wow. Interesting finale there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think you, you hit up on the right point. A uh, good point. I mean, you you want to use drones in the right way, right? And uh, I think an example where you disinfect a stadium with drones or you disinfect a playground with drones that creates a very different narrative than if you're going to use drones to fly over beaches and start shouting and screaming at people that they should keep their distance on a uh, deserted beach, as we've seen uh, happen in Italy and in other places. So I think it it very much differs as to how you use drone technology. At the same time, a crisis like this, there's a lot of bad stuff that happens, but there's also always an opportunity for new technology or new use cases. And I think in that sense, this might be a good time to look at drones and see what else we can do with them and how we can put them to use in a way that is positive and is well-received and also very effective. And yeah, uh, like you said, I hope uh, Eagle Hawk is, uh, is going to get a chance to show what they can do. I think that will be a, a right step forward. I think also a lot of people are anxious to be able to see sporting events and, and maybe even go to sporting events again because without all that's happening and without all those events uh life gets a little boring i think it sure does hi i could not agree with you more my friend well is there any other news that we need to make our fellow pilots aware of there's one the mercedes-benz museum in stuttgart germany I've never been, I've been close to it, but I've never been inside. And after seeing this video, I'm not sure if I even need to go inside anymore. I mean, uh, somebody with an FPV drone flew through the Mercedes logo to the other building, through a door into inside the building. And basically in a matter of minutes, gives you an entire tour of the museum. It was uh, deserted, there was nobody in there, but uh, you know how a FPV drone swoops and then flies with those nice uh, smooth turns. and. This guy is a must have been a master pilot because not does he just show you the entire museum. He flies through cars and no cheap cars either. He flies uh, through open windows and open doors of some priceless classics. So if you haven't seen this video yet and if you've never been to that museum uh, either, then for sure go watch this. It's uh, it's an awesome job and it's a great video to watch. So that will be the last piece of news I think we can wrap up this show with. It's it's freaking awesome. I think it's a really cool video too. And also I will say there's a such a huge opportunity for Cinewhoop pilots, those FPV pilots you mentioned, because yeah. of the coronavirus. So, um, you know, I would say my final message for all of you pilots out there uh, this week is everything really comes down to how much you put yourself out there and how you do it. So everyone, please remember that there is work to be done. You can help people. You can get paid for it, and you can help make their lives better. Don't forget. Well, anyway, Haya, thank you so much for joining me today. I really do appreciate it, as always. And I hope that sometime soon we can actually meet up again as planned and do more of these shows in person. So I'm looking forward to that. Same here, man. I mean, uh, live shows are always preferable, so I agree. I hope we are going to be able to do that not too long from now. The last thing I want to add is uh, please keep your drones away from the Blue Angels. Don't don't try and get those cool pictures. Don't do it. <laughs> How dumb do you have to be? Seriously. <laughs> don't even know where to start. So keep your drone away from those guys. Let them do their show. You know, it was funny because um, after going on radio, we got tweeted a lot. Uh, people were asking clarifying questions. 
And someone was like, hey, I need help on my part 107 test and asked me some question. And um, they're like, man, it seems like the FAA really doesn't know anything about flying drones. And I said, look, it's not news that part 107 doesn't teach you how to operate a drone. What part 107 does is it teaches you how to have a macro ideology that's going to make you safe and alive and successful over the lifetime yeah. of your career. And the more and more that I, uh, we see these stories, we see these stories of this guy flying the blue angels and, you know, people try to play it as being dumb or I don't know where to find the information or blah, blah, blah. You know what? Anyone who says that can shove it. You know why? Because the FAA makes it really clear. You're a pilot. And who has the ultimate responsibility? You do. If you can't handle that, you should never, ever, ever touch a drone. And if I see you and you're one of these people that's like, I'm just not going to follow the rules. I'm just going to fly. And if I know you and I see you in public, I'm going to walk up and I'm going to slap the remote out of your hands and I'm going to slap you in the face. So (laughs) it'll make for a good drone video. Ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us today as we discuss our fantasies of slapping egregious pilots. Haya, thank you for joining me as always. Thank you, Thank you so much, man. Pleasure being on the show. I, I, I love it every time you come on. Thank you, everyone, for supporting us in the wake of the virus. If you find this information helpful, if you find it useful, if you think it might help someone else, do us a favor. Give us some social currency. Leave us a like. Leave us a review. Subscribe if you're watching on YouTube and let us know what you think. I want to say a very special thank you to everyone who has become DroneU members, who has supported us. We're really excited about our virtual flight training that we're about to launch. And I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you. So that's going to do it for us today. Thanks again for watching. Ask DroneU. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.